Monte Davis versus Mario Barrios. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, Let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Gervonta Davis, undefeated, 24 wins, 0 losses. Of his 24 wins, 23 are inside the distance. Barrios, undefeated, 26 wins, 0 losses. Of his 26 wins, 17 are inside the distance. Currently, you have Davis as a minus 550 favorite. Barrios comes back at plus 425. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds. We'll go, plus 165. Won't go, minus 225. Davis wins inside, minus 165. Davis wins by decision, plus 275. Barrios wins inside, 8-1. Barrios wins by decision, 6-1. Fight is a draw, 22-1. Interesting fight since Tank is moving up to challenge Barrios, who is the campeon. And obviously, Davis is the name in this matchup, but Barrios is a big Dude, it's not like Davis just moved up and fought a similar size guy. Barrios is significantly taller, has a longer reach, and not only that, but he can punch. So in my opinion, this is not just an easy win for for Davis. I have to respect him for moving up and taking on a guy like Barrios. And if he blasts him out, if he's able to win this fight, if he's able to steal the title then all props to him because on paper, this looks like a very, very difficult matchup for Javante Davis. A lot of people compare Barrios' physical stature to like uh, Leo Santa Cruz, and I get that. And not only that, but Leo Santa Cruz, who isn't a big puncher, but is a tall, lanky guy, had a lot of success landing the right hand on Javante Davis when they fought. And Barrios has a thunderous right hand. He can hit with both, but that right hand, if he has the success that Leo Santa Cruz did, Davis could be in trouble. And here's the thing. When you cap this fight, most people are going to say, what happens when Gervonta lands on Barrios? You don't often hear what happens when Barrios lands on Davis. And I think this is important because Davis is a smaller man in this matchup. And Barrios is a legit hitter, not only with the right hand, with the left hook, and he does tremendous body work as well. There's no guarantee that it's going to be Barrios that can't take the shot. It could be Gervonta that can't take the shot. 
that's something that you need to factor in when you're looking at this fight, especially if you're back in Davis, who, depending on your book, could be as high as a 6-1 to one favorite straight. Obviously, that doesn't make a lot of sense with Davis straight. Looking at his record, he's only went the distance once, unless you think Barrios is so damn tough that even though Javante is landing, he simply can't hurt him, can't put him down, can't keep him down. The issue here with Davis is he doesn't throw a lot of punches. That's why I don't really like the straight bat if you're looking at Javante. Because generally speaking, it's his power that gets him through. Even in the Santa Cruz fight, everybody remembers the ending, the uppercut. But up until that point, that was a barn burner. Santa Cruz did extremely well, landed a significant amount of punches, and that was a competitive fight. Full disclosure, going into that fight, I like Santa Cruz because of his punch output. And Javante Davis was obviously the puncher in the fight, but he can be outworked. Now against Barrios, Barrios doesn't throw as many punches as Santa Cruz. Not a lot of people do. But he's far more powerful, and he has a similar stature, and he can fight behind the jab, and he goes to the body as well. He can fight inside, he can fight outside. He does a lot of things really well. Mario Barrios, in my opinion, is a live underdog in this fight. And I truly believe that he can upset upset Javante Davis. The key here is you can't make many mistakes against Javante. He has one hit, quitter, power. He can take you out with one shot. You saw that with Santa Cruz. Now, granted, Santa Cruz threw the same right hand like 450 times in a row. And finally, Davis timed him. But still, one punch and you're out. Will the power translate to 140? Will Barrios be able to absorb those punches better than some of the guys at the lighter weights? We have to see. On paper, Barrios looks like he's durable. He's got a good chin. He's got good power. He knows his way around the ring. On paper, this looks like a dangerous, dangerous fight for Gervonta Davis. A fight where he's going to get hit. A fight where he's going to have to fight a bigger man. A fight where he may be tested. Where his heart and determination may be tested. A fight where he may be behind in. All these things on paper look like a tremendous matchup between two tremendous fighters. And when you look at the line, it's very difficult not to like Barrios. Because like I said, if you see the things I see, he looks like a very live underdog as far as a straight line on davis we already touched on that generally speaking he wins by knockout also with his punch output you're probably not going to be looking at davis straight you're probably going to look at davis inside this is what people do when they bet on him it's the reason that he's favored as almost a minus 165 favorite to win inside this is the way he generally wins his fights even if he's behind, even if he's being hit, even if he's having trouble, eventually lands a shot. Here's the problem. If Barrios either A, isn't there to be hit, or B, absorbs that punch from Javante Davis, what's the backup plan? This is the interesting matchup why people point out the size and strength and power and durability of Barrios at 140. Because remember, it's Tank that's moving up. Now, There's nothing to suggest that his power won't carry up. It's just that on paper, he's not in against a scrub. On paper, he's in against a legitimate champion who won the title legitimately, who has legitimate skills. So maybe when you touch him on the chin, Mario doesn't just crumble like all the past opponents have for Javante Davis. If that's the case, what is Javante's 
game plan? What is the backup plan? What is plan B? Is it just absorb and go forward and eventually get him? Well, then on the flip side, if that's the game plan, if it's just a Gervonta that we know and love that comes forward, doesn't throw a lot of punches, but knows eventually he'll land, well, he's going to absorb a lot of punches during that type of a game plan, during that type of a tactical match where he's willing to take to get to Barrios. And then the question becomes, can Gervonta take Barrios's power? And you don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Up until this point, there's no reason to doubt Gervonta's chin. But again, he hasn't faced a man that this big and this powerful and is going to have such a height and reach advantage over him and can probably keep him on the outside if he really wants to. Because again, Gervonta doesn't throw a lot of punches. So in my opinion, I think Barrios is probably going to use a little bit of boxing. I don't necessarily agree with everybody that's saying he has to just totally outbox Davis. I think there's a mid-range point that he can land his punches and still probably be safe from the counter punches of Davis. Santa Cruz made a mistake where he was his back was against the ropes. Gervonta had closed the distance. Santa Cruz wasn't using his height and reach, and he threw the same punch over and over and over, and we saw what happened. Obviously, you can't make a mistake like that, but you can be in a mid-range type of distance where you keep Gervonta at the end of your jab, but you don't have to run around like Lara, right? You don't have to box like Ali. You don't have to have just nonstop movement to stay away from the tremendous power of Davis. All you have to do is keep him at the end of your punches where you can hit him and he can't hit you and you are in this fight. I think that's what Barrios is going to do. I think there's going to be times where he's willing to go inside and close the distance a bit and that's where the danger can be because if there's one chink in the armor that I've seen from Barrios is he can get a little wide. That was a problem with Santa Cruz as well. He could get a little wide. I don't think Barrios gets as wide as Santa Cruz and it looks to see it looks to me like he's tightening that up but generally speaking he gets a little wide when he goes to the body and then he brings the punches up to the head obviously Tank will be looking to counter those shots if you go wide it's very dangerous with Gervonta Davis because he will look to counter in between the wide shots but I think if Barrios keeps that in fight that close distance fight to a minimum there's times you can do it can do it right and of course, if you're wearing Tank down, if you see that Tank can't take your punches very well, if you're hurting him, that changes the game plan. Then go get him, killer. But especially early, you have to be careful that you don't help Tank, right? You want Tank to walk through hell and fire, absorb a lot of punches to close the distance. You don't want to close the distance for Tank and allow him the opportunity to land a big shot. So for me, I think Barrio stays at mid-range. Walks Tank into a ton of shots as Davis walks forward trying to land the big bombs that he hopes wins in the fight like he's done in all of his other fights except for one. So in my opinion, when you're looking at Barrios, since he's an underdog and his line is, depending on your book, almost four to one, you could just play him straight. The issue here isn't really about what Barrios brings to the table when you're looking at the straight line because he's the underdog. It's really if you want to try to maximize the payout, get a little greedy. If you're getting a little bit greedy here and you want to pick a side, 
you've got Barrios wins inside at eight to one, and you've got Barrios by decision at six to one. Now that would that would seem to suggest that Barrios has a shot to win on points. I think a lot of that is because people expect him to box. But the thing here is Davis is not proven at 140 against a big guy that can punch that he's able to absorb those punches, right? This could be a fight where Davis has to dig down deep. This could be a fight where Davis hits the canvas. This could be a fight where Davis doesn't have the fight all of his way and just knows that one punch is going to bail him out. If that happens, it's going to be very interesting to see how Davis reacts to real adversity against the guy who's much bigger, stronger, and can hit and possibly hurt him. That will be a game changer if Barrios is able to do those things. Listen, a lot of fighters have touched Davis, but it's different if you touch him and hurt him. It's different if you touch him and put him down. It's different if every single punch, including the jab that you hit Davis with, makes him rethink in his entire life and career. That's a big difference than Santa Cruz touching him, touching him, touching him, and Davis is like, I'm breaking him down. I'm going to get him. That's been his entire mindset, his entire career. I'll eventually get you. I'm very curious to see if Barrios puts doubt in Javante Tank Davis's mind with the amount of combinations and the power on the combinations that he's able to land on Davis because don't get it twisted. He's going to be able to land on Davis. People land on Davis. It's not like he's out there Floyd Mayweather style. You can land on Javante Davis. Most of the time, nobody can hurt Javante Davis. Nobody can discourage Javante and make him go to a plan B and change up his game plan. So eventually he gets you. If Mario is able to put some of that doubt and Javante Davis's mind and keep Javante on the outside, all bets are off here. Because obviously Barrios being an underdog, if you're straight, you're like, this is gold, baby, looking to cash. If you're getting greedy, then you're going to see how durable Tank Davis's is. And that's why it's difficult here if you're going to pick a side, because if Barrios is able to land like other fighters have, but have a greater effect we don't really know if Gervonta Davis has the durability, has the chin to absorb that type of damage over a long fight where you're getting six, seven, eight, nine rounds of him being hit clean, hard against a very difficult stylistic opponent that's able to do more damage than Tank is used to absorbing. You don't generally see Tank in those fights. Listen. If you like a Barrios, you want to take him straight, I think that's the way to go. If you want to sprinkle a little something-something on, on a side to see maybe if Tank isn't durable enough at 40 against a big dude who can crack, certainly at 8-1, to one, how could that, right? A little something-something, how could you go wrong? You could potentially hit both of them. You could hit the straight bat on Barrios, and if he happens to wear Tank down and catch him with something big and knock him out, then you're getting paid 8-1 to one on that as well. And my opinion, I generally think that Mario Barrios is going to upset the apple cart. Somehow, some way, he's going to defeat Tank Davis. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.